Hello and welcome to History Slices Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Jacob. And in this podcast, we discuss little slices or bits of history that Jacob chooses uh, to discuss, and we have a fun conversation about it. Sometimes it gets a little bit rambly because we like to... Uh, <laughs> we like to talk. <laughs> we like to talk. We like to follow our, our train of thought out, So, but we always manage to get back to the point. Anyway, Jacob, what are we talking about today? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. It's a, it's a topic that I had a lot of fun researching and looking up. I knew about before, of course, but uh, we're talking about... The Emu War of 1932. Uh, <laughs> Emu War of 1932. It sounds about as ridiculous as it is. Incredibly, I have a question already. <laughs> oh, sure. That's fine. <laughs> it has to do with the pronunciation of the word emu. Yeah. Is it emu or emu? It's, uh, or is it's, it both? I don't know if there's a fist one. I, I say emu because I don't want to confuse it with like emo or anything like that, you know, or something <laughs> <Yeah>. else. <laughs> okay. But you know what an emu is, right? Right. Sure. It's a big bird that's like an ostrich, but not quite. Yeah. Yeah. It's a second class ostrich. Yeah. They're native to Australia, which is where this story takes place. Um, they're also, I, I thought this was cool. I don't know if it is. They're also not endangered. They're huh. not protected. They're like the least concerned category. Interesting. You know? So they're very healthy. Their species is very healthy. Yeah, there, there's, there's a number of them, which good. is good. And I like to say that now because, well, there's some emu death in the story, let's just say. <laughs> but we don't have to worry because there's plenty of them. To yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a, no, we're not, we're not talking about a buffalo here. Okay. Um, they're actually doing good too, I think. But okay, so the year, obviously, I said before, it's 1932. Great Depression's happening, right? That's the background. Um, the Great Depression's happening in the U.S. Was that a global it, event? Yeah, yeah. It affected a lot of countries. Um, because of trade? Yeah. Well, because what it, what it was is that America started putting tariffs on like imports, which started affecting the economies of other countries, and it kind of ended up ballooning out, so okay. to speak. Ripple effect. Yeah. And Australia was hurt particularly bad for a couple reasons. The first one was that... Australia relies a lot on exports. Oh. Right? When they weren't getting a lot of, you know, cast money off that. The other was that their economy, at least at the time, I don't think it is anymore, but <laughs> it might be. Of I don't think so because of what happened. Uh, their economy was tied to Great Britain's economy, like their gold standard and stuff. And when Great Britain started to mess with their own economy, it started to mess with Australia's economy. It, it, it's a... It's a very convoluted story. I don't want to get Do too much into sort of into domino effects. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get too much into the weeds of it because yeah. it's a lot of money and stuff that I'm not qualified <laughs> to talk about because I don't do money well. But needs to say, they are having some economic troubles. Okay. Um, after World War One, because remember, this is 32, uh, a lot of the veterans were coming home to Australia. The government gave them land to farm. Oh, gosh. Okay. Had you a little know, bit of a like, peek hey, into what might be going on here. Yeah. Hey, you know, like... Um, this would be a good way for you guys to like get money and like, you know, contribute to society and stuff. And, you know, like as kind of, I guess a reward for like your service, sure, yeah. you know, here's some, here's some land for you. But part of the problem was the emus and there's a lot of them. Normally they go to the coast, like around like the, when this happened, the time of year, but suddenly all, there's all these farms up everywhere and they're like, Oh, well, <laughs> Darn, man, there's food here. We don't need a good migrant at all. Uh, Let me, I want to. What do emus eat? Uh, like plant life, green life, you know, the stuff. They're herbivores. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're not carnivores. Big worms. Yeah, yeah. Do they eat worms? worms? 
I would assume so. That might make them carnivores. Oh, no? well, maybe. Jeez. <laughs> Do worms count as meat? I don't know. I don't know. No, no, no. It's fine. It's, this is an example they, of the kind of deviation my questions <laughs> present. Uh, the, the important thing is that they kept eating and trampling crops, basically. Okay. And let, let me tell you a bit about emus, because they are terrifying dinosaur monsters. <laughs> so first of all, their average feet is, or average height is six feet tall, which is the, after the ostrich, the second largest living bird like height wise do you know how tall an ostrich is just to give um i looked it up i couldn't i'll i I couldn't find like a clear like it just said a you know they're the second tallest after the ostrich i'm like okay sir (laughs) they weigh 90 to 120 pounds so they're pretty hefty yeah especially considering they're most you know they're mostly neck and legs so all that weight's kind of in the middle there speaking of which um at the time, there was, I don't know the numbers now. I know they're not endangered or anything. There are about 20,000 of them or so just like on that continent. Right now? Well, at least at the time. Oh, I'm sorry, at that time. Yeah, and they can run like 40 miles per hour, like top speed. Wow. Yeah, and uh, there's another fun little fact about emus, but it's not relevant yet, so we'll get to that. But that's uh, pretty frightening if you had to come face-to-face mm-hmm. with an emu well, that could run uh, that it, fast. And I said this kind of, I, I mentioned this last time. Australia, I love it as a country. Like all the Australians, the people I've talked to and met, they seem very nice and awesome. They live in such a like that's a death zone, you know. <laughs> that is uh, all sorts of nightmares. Are Australia? <laughs> they're probably. I mean, they're probably completely used to. Oh, absolutely. It, so, but like, yeah. there's giant spiders everywhere. Yeah. Like, I'm not. I I would never visit Australia. Not because I have anything against it. As like a, you know. Entity. You're fearful of the wildlife. I don't like all the yeah. wildlife. Gotcha. Yeah. And it, it just seems like, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, needless to say, the farmers are getting pretty fed up with all these goss darn emus in their goss darn farms. So they they decided to like try to go to the government for help naturally because like, well, what are we gonna do? I don't know. So they go to, and this. I don't know if this is like an Australian mindset or if it was just like a time thing. They go to the the minister of defense oh that's really interesting to, to go to the minister of defense for the that. army yeah, yeah not not for... the not like the guy in charge of like agriculture yeah. or or, or wildlife. wildlife like that they go to george pierce was his name he was the current or current at the time was the current minister of defense so they, they go to him and they're like hey can you send out like someone <laughs> anyone to kind of thin the herd a bit you know so because we're losing all our money the, the like they lost millions of pounds in terms of because remember they're not financially stable already because of the Great Depression and right, stuff. Right, right. And so they, these emus are really—they're like really insult to injury. Yeah, they're really kind of taking a bad situation and make it worse yeah. by virtue of just kind of being themselves <laughs> and being so many of them. Yeah, and there's yeah. there's a a boatload of them, and yeah. they're just like so. Pierce was like, "This seems like a totally rational, insane idea, sir." I'll. I don't know what you said, but he he agreed basically, and he uh, part of the agreement with the farmers. And I don't know if there was like a specific like group of farmers or if it was like just kind of enough stuff came in. But part of the agreement was that we'll spend some, you know, resources, you know, to to go out and like help out a bit, and in return, you know, you help kind of pay for the whole operation. Kind, of, you know, that was the idea. So Pierce sent Major. G.P.W. Murdith, 
which is a fun name. Uh, <laughs> he sent him out. He had uh, with him like a couple soldiers, I think not many, like two or so, and some machine guns. Oh my gosh, you know? really? Machine guns? Yeah, I know, right? Like that seems a bit over yeah. the top. They also brought a camera crew along just for, you know, like to sell like oh, the government, geez. it's taking action, yeah. cares about, you know, like propaganda yeah. purposes, which is kind of funny. In the Australian parliament or whatever, like the opposition is like, really, you're doing this? Why? <laughs> like, this seems, one, really stupid. Two, it seems inhumane, you know, to them to use machine guns. You know, and it, you know, like it's almost like okay, we're here, we're bored, let's go. Yeah, you know, pick well, off some emus in the funnest way possible. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What, Doesn't seem very sportsmanlike. No, I don't know. know what the logic was to use machine guns, but yeah. anyways, so the, the great quote unquote emu war, as it's affectionately dubbed, uh, began. The first quote unquote, I'm gonna say that a lot, I think, battle <laughs> happened near Campen. There's a bunch of emus. A battle, just to jump in here, a battle really makes it sound like two sides were warring against each other, not well, like uh, there was one side that had machine guns and, and a bunch was of birds, birds that just, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, like, hence so the, the quote birds, I'm, I'm anticipating that the birds may have um, fought back. <laughs> well, yes, but actually, no. Uh, oh. but the thing about emu tactics right and this is i think is just like they're natural this is what they do you know is that they'll clump up together and when they sense like a threat or when there's a threat they will break off into smaller clumps of emus and just kind of scatter also they found out this they could take multiple bullets and still run at full speed oh my goodness which is surprising crazy yeah well i guess it's just like a lot of muscle or whatever i don't know but it's like so there's a clump of emus near Campen. I think that's how you say it. But uh, they opened fire. Apparently, I, I, don't, I can't really speak with authority on this, but I've read in a couple sources that some of them, or like they start open fire before the emus are entirely within range or something like that. I don't know. Maybe they misjudged the distance. So they killed a number, which is their words for it. <laughs> and yeah. most of them got away. They scattered, right? So those are pretty good, ta- pretty effective tactics. Appar- well, against like wildly firing a machine gun into them, yeah, apparently. Yeah. So, in fact, like Murdith, the major guy that was sent out, he actually, I have a fun quote by him where he says, if we had a military division with the bullet carrying capacity of these birds, it would face any army in the world. Wow. So he was, he sounds like he was surprised by yeah. how difficult it was to go. Yeah, because take care it's of the like, oh yeah, just suit at some large birds what how difficult is it but it turns out it's very difficult and came by like that a camera crew with them so i mean i don't think they like publishing of it but yeah. it was like kind of an embarrassment yeah, for them sure so then they tried to um sneak up on a group right they try to like be kind of actually stealthy about it but uh, through like an act of god or whatever their guns jammed after like a few rounds oh my god so most of them got away like both machine guns jammed at like the same time which could just be like oh it's, it's the 30s you yeah. know not great yeah. tech and uh, outback you know but yeah so that sucked <laughs> for and this them. was in the same place this is near the same place yeah so their their third idea was that like okay so clearly approaching them on foot isn't working right because they just for whatever reason. So what we're going to do is, okay, I'll, I'll drive this truck and you get on the back with the machine gun mounted. Okay. And we'll chase them down. <laughs> oh my gosh. However, turns out, remember I said, remember how fast I said they can go? 40 miles an hour. Yeah. 
and combine that with um australia's bumpy roads and yeah. like not being able like that was going through the less effective yeah. somehow oh, you gosh. know because it was well, you're bouncing around in the back of a pickup trying to try, aim at something try and chase this thing that's going faster than you yeah it's like it's um <laughs> yeah it, it, they could have get like well they're persistent anyway they're they're pers- well yeah because it's like they're being embarrassed and the press of course was like making fun of them at this point oh, the opposition gosh. like in a government they were making fun of them at that point i don't know australian like political parties or anything i didn't think to look it up that's okay whoever the opposition was yeah you know against pierce and eventually um pierce called it off because he's like we're wasting money we're wasting wasting ammo and and we're embarrassing ourselves and we're embarrassing ourselves it's not we're doing anything so he's like all right well call it off however the emus are still a problem (laughs) you know for those farmers so they um you know, they're like, hey. I'm wondering if the farmers are going to take matters into their own hands. Right. Well, yes, but actually no. <laughs> well, what they did was they basically made more requests to come out here, try to help yeah. them out. Yeah. So the uh, peers like, okay, all right. Well, we'll we'll send the Meredith out again, I guess. You know, we'll try again. Same guy. <laughs> Same guy. Yeah. It was kind of like a do-over because it's like, well, the first time we didn't really know what we are getting into. And it's yeah. like, we kind of. Now made... that we know what we're up against. Yeah. The second attempt was a bit of a better success in the sense that, like, reports, and again, this is reports coming from Australia's government or whatever, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's one of those scenes where it's like them saying it and they have reason to say it to want well. To be successful. Yeah, but yeah. I I'm, I'm, don't really have any too, reason to doubt them about it. Okay, um, fair enough. Reports are saying they're killing around 300 emus a week. My gosh. Right. And uh, after... Around a thousand were killed. He called it off. He's like, "Okay, we're done. Victory, we won." Yeah. But it's like the uh, most of them were still out there. There was around twenty thousand of them. They killed around a thousand. Oh my gosh! So it's like it did. They, they barely made a dent. It, yeah, it didn't really necessarily make. That's uh, so many. One of the um, the politicians that was against Pierce actually kind of made a joke in the parliament, saying that like, "Well, we should give medals to the emus." Cause so far they've they're they're winning <laughs> like they oh they've like won every engagement so far or whatever. I think I actually said that during the first attempt and I forgot to mention it, but uh, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a funny little barb there. Do you know if they travel in like family packs or they 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 clump up together? I don't know if it's like a a family. Th- I mean, I'm sure it is, but like or if it's birds of like... a feather stick together, so probably <laughs> out one like one guy. One bird wouldn't be, you know, pestering one farmer. It'd probably be like a. It'd be like a, a bunch of group, them. A herd or a gaggle or whatever you call it. It's actually a. Um, a murder? No, those are. That's those are like crows. Yeah. I think it's called a mob. Oh, a mob. It yeah. might be. That's interesting. Well, I'm trying to look at my notes and see if I have that written down because I have a lot of emu facts that aren't necessarily relevant. Yeah, they're called mobs. I like that. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. What really kind of helped solve the problem because obviously it kind of like i mean it didn't ruin pierce's career or anything like that but yeah he was kind of an older guy i think so it wasn't like he went on to have a long lengthy career afterwards like this was kind of like near the end of his career like naturally speaking you know kind of just in terms of the timing of it brother i thought i was gonna be able to skate to the end (laughs) and now he's got this issue yeah he's not very successful handling no no but uh because I, I, I read up on him a bit and it didn't like destroy his image or anything like that. But it was one of those scenes that's just kind of like a goofy, like, 
okay. side note, a goofy side note. Yeah, like a little misadventure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what finally helped kind of solve the problem, first of all, they got better fences. Um, wow, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I know. Right? It's like the first thing you sort of thought of, or at least in hindsight it is. Yeah. Uh, also, what really... I wonder, they, oh. they don't fly. Sorry. They don't fly, they don't no. Fly. Do they jump or like, would it have had to be a very tall fence even? Uh, I don't know. I... I yeah, it's okay know. if you don't know the move. Yeah, well, it, the moving patterns of emus. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's um, I think it might have just been like the material that they made the fences. I don't know anything about fences, right. but like somehow I, the fences worked. They That's they all. got better ones. Yeah. Also, what really helped is the government put out a bounty on them. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, I can so, see how that would be helpful. Yeah, because now it's just not like oh yeah, military would take care of it. Oh, they're not. Oh well, pfft, you know. Yeah. One to one's losers. Now people had. A side hustle. Yeah, now it's like, <laughs> especially in those economically dependent times uh-huh. where it was like, ah, oh, we really need money and there's no money. Let's oh, go hey. find an email. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. However, despite all that, the over the next couple of years until like the economy was back on its two feet and kind of the emus were no longer like a, a problem for farmers, there were still requests for um, the military to help in 1934, 1943, and 1948. Like, kind of like, through at least those while, are the ones while. that I found. For quite yeah. a while, they, they continue to request help assistance from the government to help yeah. control that population. That's pretty amazing that that went on for so long. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of become, as funny as that story is, it, it, whole, it lasted from November 2nd to December 10th, 1932. So about a month. As funny as that story is, um, it's one of those things that, like, it's kind of the butt of Australia. You know what I mean? It's you know, really funny. That it's, it's an old story. I mean, it's been around for, like, 80 years now. Yeah. Almost 90 years, yet it's still being retold. That's oh, yeah, because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like that thing that's kind of like, I wouldn't go so far to call it a national embarrassment or anything like that, because yeah. I don't know what they think of it. Yeah. They, it might, they not might not even care anymore and uh-huh. you know it's just fine to us foreigners but it's kind of like not as lighthearted, but like argentina and the falklands you know uh, where it's just one of those things that it's like it's a bit of it makes them look really bad <laughs> you know uh not not bad like a little incompetent ethically but yeah, yeah. it makes australia look kind of competent which i think is why it's, it was one of those things that's just I don't know what the word for it is. It's a bit of a gaff, I guess, you know, on like go. a national yeah. scale. Yeah. Which I think is hilarious. But <laughs> I mean, I'm not thinking it's Australia again. Um, but I think it's kind of funny from like a objective standpoint. I you think know? it is too. It makes it makes me think though of other um attempts or, or not attempts, successful attempts, whatever operations, I don't know what to call it, but where uh we try to control populations, different you know, wildlife mm-hmm. populations here, like the wolves get to be too many or they're hunted and there's not enough or whatever. You know, we we implement certain plans to regulate the wildlife population, help keep the food chain squared away. So yeah. I don't know how it's it's much different than that, except that the way they went about it with the machine guns and the cameras and all that yeah. kind of stuff made it a little bit like kind of crazy. Yeah. And it can, by the time like they're actually starting to get successful, the public attention had moved on. They didn't care anymore. Because yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay, well, that was yesterday's news. Yeah, um, and back then they, they probably have had even a longer attention span than, <laughs> than we Probably, do probably. Well, it's one of those scenes where it's like, going back to what you were saying about, like, wolves and stuff. It's like, yeah, I mean, sometimes, like, 
we try that, but it's one of those things that it's very not problematic. It can be very problematic, but it's it's very tricky because on one hand, you don't want to mess too much with like kind of the 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 balance, the ecological balance. As cliche as it is to say, there is very much like if there's not enough of a certain prey animal, then the predator that feeds on that animal ends up, they lose a population. Right. But if there's it's like so interconnected too many, yeah. If, there, if there's too many of one or too small of the one or whatever, it like, it starts to really mess with things because it, it's all interconnected. It, it is. And so are we. So just like mm-hmm. the, um, oh, absolutely. you know, in the same way. So the impact of the humans, you know, the soldiers came home, they started farming this land that impacted the population of emus who were happily, migrating to and from the coast yeah. and now we have this problem you know yeah. where it wasn't a problem before we started making the or they started making the farms there yeah. just like any human development that you know expands into wild you know previously yeah wild yeah life and uh, I, I don't want to be on my soapbox or anything but you know yeah. but it's one of those things that like humans are going to expand develop because that's what humans and do. And that's why we do require some wildlife uh, intervention. I think yeah, we do need to yeah. intervene to make sure, because we're affecting it. So it's sort of like our way of yeah. trying to mitigate the Absolutely. The but effect. it's one of those scenes where it's like the, um, you know, we just have to be kind of more conscious of like, you know, what we're doing. And, and I'm not one of those like hardcore people who's like, we should stop making buildings. Or, oh, no, we're going to make buildings. We need buildings, <laughs> you know, but we just have to be a little more like put a little more thought into it. That's, yeah. that's what and, I And think. you also, you're also one of those people who are, are I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, but it's okay. You want to be the first. I know this might be your siblings who think this <laughs> way, but as far as like being able to expand and be able to live on Mars and things oh, like that, yeah. like as far as giving us some more living room, are you one of those people who are hopeful for... Well, I mean, yeah. I I think you always need some hope. I I think it, it there's obviously a lot of practicalities and stuff that kind of gets in the way of that, uh, and like financial stuff. But honestly, especially like this year. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the um, I think that in terms of like space, we have space. It's just most of it isn't on Earth, you know. But I don't know. That's that's just kind of my thought. That's kind of removed from emus. But it is. It is. It just like it led one thing to the next. Yeah. Well, that's as, how yeah, conversations human expansion. go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is one of those things that you do. I keep saying that. I need to be careful about what I say because sometimes I just repeat myself like a record. <laughs> but the um, even like today, and we've gotten come quite a ways from this. But even today, there's a lot of um, misunderstandings. A lot of not quite getting it. Like wolves have a terrible reputation especially in like europe or whatever you know like Mm -hmm. germany you know around that area where it's like they're still seen as like ah they're you know these crazy not monsters you know they're these crazy animals they just kill all the livestock we gotta you know like uh, i'm thinking of peter and the wolf yeah we gotta go take them down and the truth of the matter is is like well no that's just you know they're just part of the food saying, you know, you put a bunch of their prey animals or animals that they prey, prey upon in like one spot and keep them in a closed, like, you know, like, like of course they're yeah. going to like, be like, Oh, Hey, what's that? They're going to do their thing. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like, well, there are better ways to like, try to, and like wolves, they, they get in you know, some serious trouble number wise, you know, I can't remember if they're like threatened or not. I'm sure they are yeah. though, because it's one of those things where it's, they get overhunted a lot because of that kind of very um, subconscious, primordial, whatever you want to call it, 
thing humans have against wolves, just as an example, you know. And I don't think that's the case with emus. It is their national bird, after all. <laughs> but that's, that's curious. Yeah, it, it is. But it, it it's one of those it's one of those things that's like, well, more understanding and more kind of knowing like how things work goes a long way in trying to fix problems. But like I said, I don't want to get my soapbox. But look, here I am on my soapbox. <laughs> Hi. How's the so weather going back there? to the emus after the yeah. I mean is there any part of the emu that's useful after it's been killed? Like, do they use the feathers? Like the buffalo? Do they, yeah, do they the use the meat? Do they... I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm sure you could probably eat an emu. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what it tastes like. I mean, I imagine... Chicken. Yeah, I was going to say, I imagine it tastes like chicken. Probably. Well, the, the thing about that is it's not so much that a lot of meat tastes like chicken, is that a lot of meat tastes the same. You know, that, that, that's what that is, you know. Yeah. It, it's, but now we're really getting off track. I know, so I know. So but... what else do you have to tell me about the emus? Anything else or did we hit the mark? Another interesting thing that I found out, uh, well, first of all, there was a little bit of an international response. Not not, not completely, you know, because it's kind of a localized thing, so to speak. Yeah, it's localized, but here, we're you talking know, people about are still it. talking about yeah. it so much. There's actually, um, I found out, that there is actually a Steam game uh, that's about it, uh, which doesn't surprise me because there's like Steam games about like suiting giant boars on a farm or whatever, you know, <laughs> like there's a lot of goofy stuff Isn't like that. Isn't that funny though? The places to get uh, inspiration for different video games. That's that's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty It's kind creative. of rooted in, really rooted in uh, real life story. That's, yeah. that's really interesting. Well, the um, UK got wind of it. And they're caused some controversy because they're like, this doesn't seem very cast money. You You know, like (laughs) this is pretty inhumane using machine guns on on your wildlife and stuff. So there was some sort of response from the international community. Yeah. Which, again, I don't know how aware they were of the entire situation or how like I, I think it was more like they're just concerned about like like, I mean, it's a problem, sure, but there's probably a less violent way to like maybe try to deal with it well it's really interesting because when i when you first told me about the emu war i really felt like there was going to be more back and forth like you know a good guy and a bad guy side but really i mean sure the emus kind of did put up a little bit of a fight and it was harder than they thought to get rid of them mm-hmm. but i mean the people had machine guns so it's it's i don't know it just didn't seem like much of a, a war more of like the great emu massacre with a few <laughs> foibles in the front, you know, so that just are the, the population control of the emus, you know, like just to call it the great emu war yeah. just feels like a misnomer. I, I think, uh, yeah, it's kind of a joke name. And I think the reason why people call it that, I mean, Wikipedia calls that everyone calls it that. Yeah. I think why is because of it, how many failed attempts and like how difficult it turned out to actually mm. be just mm. to try to, and now it's recognizable by that name. Yeah. So that kind of does make sense. That that yeah. Be... But it, it's, it's, it's one of those things that like you go on to like, like websites or whatever. And they're like funny, you know, like crazy things that actually happened or, yeah. you know, yeah. and there's like, like a Photoshop picture of an emu with an army helmet and like a cigarette or oh something. Oh my gosh. Acting actually, like an, a proper soldier. I had that as a profile pic for a little while. Yeah. Oh, Cause I just thought gosh. it was really funny. Looking. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah. It does. It's a little bit of a misleading title for that to me, but mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. And uh, of course, other countries did similar stuff like, 
I didn't do too much research on this. I don't have like a full like full on list. But even when you say, say other countries did, they 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 tried, responded and well, no, they um they tried to um cull certain animal populations. Oh, like China had something called the Four Pests Campaign uh, back in like the late fifties, early sixties. Did you say 60s. four pests? Yeah, which um to quote my notes, rats, flies, mosquitoes, and sparrows. I don't know why they don't like sparrows, but, uh, you know. <laughs> we can so, understand the first three. Yeah, yeah. And um, also in Australia, there's like stuff with like rabbits and feral horses being a problem. I don't know. It was like. Oh a, my gosh, feral horses. Yeah. That's not something I ever pictured. Brumbies, they call them. I don't know. Brumbles. I don't know. Australia <laughs> is a interesting place. Yeah. Very but, fascinating. Yeah. But it's like, it's one of those things that just like, I guess, I don't know. I guess it's just one of those nature versus humans that kind of class because yeah. we serve, we're in like the same spot, you know, and yeah, so many have very different ways of doing things. So many Sorry. interesting, you know, wherever I keep saying wild animals, which sounds, I guess that's what they are. Wild they animals are, and yeah. humans, you know, where the populations meet up. There's mm-hmm. always that little bit of conflict. In yeah. There. Usually not always like some animals really take to human habitation weirdly enough. Like, uh, a lot of birds, like um, falcons and stuff, or hawks, whatever, they like to, in cities, they like roost on, like, balconies and roofs and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, they I, just kind of replace trees for them. I guess I wasn't really thinking about birds, but, you know, that's true. And and uh, I know that there was a, a lot of talk about the spotted owl back some some decade, decade yeah. or two ago, I don't know. But it turns out that they can find places to roost and whatnot. But I was thinking more along the lines of like moose. You know, when I lived in Alaska, the the moose would sometimes get hit by cars or mm-hmm. they would sometimes trample people. So there's always this sort of this, you know, awareness of, yeah, of that conflict. Moose are super dangerous. Like it's one of those, it's like a hippo where it's like, you don't think of them as dangerous, but they're incredibly dangerous. Yeah, they're, and they're very big animals. But like yeah. here where we are here and we brush up against wildlife here because we're in the country yeah. and we see deer come to eat apples and things like that. And there's not really much conflict you no. know, because we kind of just keep to ourselves and yeah. they keep to themselves. We keep to our own, they keep to their own. Yeah. And occasionally they'll wander into like, you know, side of where we live, you know, and occasionally like they might see us, but it isn't like, uh, it's not problematic. It's not problematic. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, uh, it's pretty chill here. And I think in a, I think in most places in the country is pretty chill, but it's one like from like a worldwide perspective. Yeah. But it's one of those scenes where it's like when there's like a lot of there's a lot, you know, like when there's a lot of like predators or it whatever. It probably has more to do like, with like you know how ferocious is the animal or how or dangerous is the animal how because do we a deer is kind of like you know Bambi. Yeah. How yeah. Yeah. Them. And a, Even a moose if or jerks. a bear or a wolf. Um, you know, they, I would say those are definitely a scarier category. Emus, I don't know that I would have put them in that scary category <laughs> until, I mean, they're not, you know, they're not the nicest to look at, but yeah. that's pretty and objective. Really, they just, they run fast, but can they harm Sometimes. people? Like, or do they, uh, like they're not like, uh, I think like the caraway or whatever is once more dangerous in that regard. But it's it's one. I've of those, never heard of a caraway. I must be a similar. I am bird. mispronouncing that word. I am reasonably certain <laughs> they're like a mini. Like kind of that shape of bird, like ostrich uh-huh. or crane or whatever, and yeah. they have like a blue kind of crest. Okay. Anyways, people, someone listening knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> gotcha. But uh, the um, some of it has to also do just how people like. No one likes vultures. No one likes spiders, but they provide really valuable like 
like the role they play is very valuable. Without spiders, there'd be literally insects everywhere. Yeah. Like bugs. And you don't yeah. want that uh, either, you know? And So it's good for those to mix in with human populations. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's one of those yeah. scenes where it's like, and yeah, some of them are poisonous, but, you know, if you know which ones and you're, you're know what part of the world they're in, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, gosh. All right, Jacob. What else have we got to say? Anything else about the Great <laughs> Emu War of nineteen thirty-two? I, I think I think that's pretty much it. And that's all. It's not like the most in-depth thing, but I thought it was a bit more. Well, a I thought it was more lighthearted than some of the other and stuff. And we needed we've something been lighthearted after yeah. the last couple. And uh, B, I thought it was just a fun little slice of history. <laughs> wink, wink. Nod, nod. Nuds, nuds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a cute one. So, do you have any other questions or comments or thoughts? I don't. I think that I think that we covered it without, you know, we deviated a little bit like we typically do, but oh, not too badly. Fine. I think that's part of the charm, honestly. Yeah. Well, let, let's see. This was episode five. So, tell us what's coming up in episode six. What episode were we talking six. about? Ooh. Right. Well, let's just say that uh, it's one of the um, more infamous unsolved mysteries. Have you ever heard of DB Cooper? D.B. Cooper. Yeah. I've heard of D.B. Cooper, so I look forward to learning more about that <laughs> right. next week. So that's a little fun little teaser for you. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you, listener, for joining us again. This is Rachel. And this is Jacob. And this has been the History Slices podcast. We hope you join us next time. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye.